Yeah, let's pray. Uh, Father, uh, I love you. Thank you for um, really just loving us, Lord. Um, we wouldn't be anything without you. Uh, we we would be all men most miserable. Uh, Lord, I do thank you for vision and clarity in our lives and uh, just the, the way that you uh, are able to um, get the most out of us even when we don't even see a way in our own lives. And so, Lord, I do pray you'd speak to us today. Um, Lord, I pray for Phil this morning and his family as they're, you know, trying to figure out details for his uncle's funeral. And Lord, we do praise you for him being born again and I pray that you would use uh, just the opportunity of a celebration of life or a funeral or whatever they want to call it to proclaim your name and you get the glory for it. Uh, Lord, I thank you for just the praises that are happening in the Pass Point class and uh, just uh, a lot of things that are going on. Uh, just you know, people accept, expecting babies and uh, just new life, uh, whether it be spiritual or physical, uh, is exciting. And Lord, I thank you for allowing us to be a part of it. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you would uh, continue to give us vision in our life and that you would uh, allow us to uh, really buy into what you're calling us to do. So, Lord, I pray that you would just speak to us today. Uh, just get all the honor and all the glory in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so last week we started what I guess I was going to call uh, the 2024 Passpoint Vision. I'm not much of a visionary. Uh, I told you this last week, uh, but I do at least in the past several years, try my best to make sure that uh, I am going where God's calling me to go in all areas of my life, uh, not just in... Uh not just in one area, not just in, you know, teaching Passpoint or whatever else, but just in all the areas. And so last week uh, I started uh, kind of laying out what I feel like God is calling not just me to do, but us as a class to do. Um, and so uh, I'm really glad not that I, I really am one that I don't care if there's two people in here or 35 because we've had both before um but last night as it was really cold and i know i told you guys last week that i was like man you've got to be here for this i feel like god is just really laying some things down and i'm like there are gonna be a lot of people that may make a wise choice and they're just like you know what i'm gonna just hang out this morning because it's really cold and just the fact that there's several of you here and i heard that several of you are listening online um i'm just really i feel like god's doing something i've told you that several times i really feel like god is going to uh use not just HBF, but the Passpoint class in particular, moving forward into this year. And so I don't have time to, to like reteach a whole lot of things, um, but we're going to kind of keep pressing forward. One thing uh, I did kind of forget about, and it's not that I, not that I didn't care, or I was just, so uh, several weeks ago I gave you quote-unquote homework, and uh We'll circle back around to that next week as we get back into the family life study. So if you're one that's like, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, uh, good, because uh, we're going to get to that uh, next week. But anyway, this is kind of a vision of what God's calling us to do. And so we talked about planning and all of the different things. And um, basically, I started this whole thing in the book of Ecclesiastes. And just the fact that, you know, we all know somebody or maybe we are somebody uh, who just kind of lives this life of, I'll do what I do, and, you know, I, I guess if I get used, I get used, but, you know, I, I don't really have, I'm just kind of going with flow, and I, I just don't know what I need to be doing, and I don't know if I really, not that I, not that, not that you're like asking yourself if you really matter, but is there really purpose in what I do, and, and kind of all of that thing, and you know, we kind of looked at that in Ecclesiastes chapter one, you have to go back and listen to that, but basically just 
the attitude of what the lost world lives in. And honestly, a lot of born-again believers live this way, that it's just like, I'll do what I do, but does it really matter? Uh, I'll just be a part of, you know, whatever, but I, I don't know if what I'm doing really has an impact. And what I'm trying to uh, allow you guys to see is that, man, God is uh, really propelling us forward into something and you do have purpose if you'll buy into it and that's kind of why we're doing this family life study and i kind of told you how we got to where we're at we started teaching through romans and first corinthians and how that all tied together and now here we're trying to get to the book of jonah and going through this family life study and that's where we're going to get but anyway so i spent a lot of time praying so if you weren't here last week i'm going to do like the best to get you caught up in two minutes i spent a lot of time praying like where is god not just leading me, but the past point class as a whole. And um, he kind of really boiled it down to two things. And we got to the first one last last week, and it was, you know, everyone be. And so, and then today we're going to talk about how uh, everyone bring. But anyway, everyone be, it's just the whole point of like, what is it that God is calling you to do? And that's why we're going through this family life study or whatever you want to call it. But what is it that he's asking you to do? Are you needing to grow in a certain area? Are you needing to kind of exnay some things out of your life? Are you needing to prune some things, uh, add some things, whatever it is? Are you being what God has called you to be? Because if you, and I kind of boiled it down to this, if everyone will play their role, whatever that is, if everyone will answer their call, not everybody else's call, but if they'll answer their call, if everyone will purchase their field, then whether we like it or not, the kingdom of God's going to grow. The kingdom of God is going to flourish if you'll just do your part. The problem is there's some people that try to dabble in so many different things that they can't do anything well. And then on the other side of the coin, there's some people that are so overwhelmed with, I don't think I can be a part of that and God can't use me that they don't get involved in anything. And so if you'll just buy into what God is calling you to do, I'm not telling you that you need to go on a mission trip. I'm not telling you that you need to get in the ministry. I'm not telling you that you need to whatever it is. But if that's what God's telling you to do, then by all means, go ahead. I'm not here to tell you what you need to do. I'm just here to tell you that whatever it is that God's telling you to do, be that. Just be what God has called you to be, right? Because if this year, if we will just commit to saying, I will be what God has asked me to be, <clears throat> if, if that is you feel like it's the, the lowest of the low of the roles at HBF. Praise the Lord. If you'll just do what God has called you to do, and if everyone else around will do that as well, God's going to get a whole lot of glory this year, right? And so you go back and listen to that <clears throat> from last week, but uh, kind of base that out of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9 to 16, because everything we do is going to be tried by fire. So are the things that you're doing actually worth something or are they just, you know, eye service because those things are going to burn up, right? And so that was the whole point. So where I want to get to today is this everyone bring. And this is where it's really going to propel us into what what we do this year, right? And so um, I kind of have a question and I don't have a ton of notes for this other than I've got some, some references I want to go through or a passage I want to go through to where I got this from. This is more just from my heart because it's from God's heart and he laid it on me and I'm just kind of going to lay it out there. So uh, if you have your Bibles open up to the book of Acts chapter 2, that's where we're going to be getting. But if I had, if I was to ask you a question, if you're somebody who writes things down, uh, you can do this, you play along with the exercise, but uh, why, why do you come to the Passpoint class or HBF in general? Like, why do you come here? 
Um, some people might say, well, and here, I'll tell you, I know the answer is not because the teaching is that great. Now, it is at HBF in general, but like the teaching at Passpoint, it's just not that great. I'm, I'm doing my best to, to be what God has called me to be, but, uh, and I feel like I'm growing, but the answer is probably the fellowship, right? The answer is probably um, being able to link arms with people uh, that are like-minded uh, and that really want to get the work of God done. Right, it, it really has nothing to do with me, uh, and God is God is doing what He's doing uh, in spite of me most of the time, and I'm trying to be uh, the best that I can be uh, in in relaying that. But the past point class, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it here. Not that we're separate from HBF because we're not. Everything we do here actually ties in very intricately with what HBF is doing. But for the sake of this conversation, the past point class is designed to not only like edify you, yeah, that's what I want to do with the Word of God, but we are here to minister to one another, right? We are here to uh, make sure that the needs of the body are getting met. Uh, not only, you know, like when somebody has a baby, we take them meals. When something, you know, major in their life happens, you know, when something happens like with what's going on with Phil, we rally behind them in prayer, all of those different things. Um, but more than that, we find a way that we can corporately minister what God is calling us to do, right? And so, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. We'll get there in a minute. <clears throat> Acts chapter 2. So, somebody tell me real quick, what's going on in Acts chapter 2? People are going to say, yeah, people are going to say, but what, what, go ahead. Holy Ghost coming on, but somebody over here said something. What was it? Pentecost. Pentecost. Yeah, all of those things, right? No, it's, that's exactly right. It is the day of Pentecost. It is the day that the Holy, the Holy Ghost uh, comes down on people. Uh, it ends exactly with what Caleb's talking about. People are getting saved. It's crazy. And so I don't have time to read this whole chapter. I really want to focus in on the end of the chapter. But just as a little bit of review, um, basically... Uh, They've just replaced Judas, uh, in, in the apostleship. And so, uh, it says in, in verse one, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came the sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. It's interesting that it says the sound of a mighty wind, but there was no wind. Like, have you ever been outside when it's really windy outside and it just got that, it's just brutal. But yet there was no wind, but it was the sound of that. And so there's something going on. Uh, the, basically it says that the, I don't have time to, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase what's happening. The Holy Ghost comes down. Um, they start speaking in tongues. That doesn't mean that they were murmuring, uh, as some churches uh, around even today would still tell you, that they're like whispering under their breath and murmuring. It actually is very clear that when it talks about speaking in tongues, it's that people can speak languages that they couldn't speak before, and they can understand languages that they couldn't understand before. It even tells you that like uh, in verse 8, or in verse, yeah, verse 9, that the... Parthenians and the Medes and all these people, all these different languages, you're able to either speak them or understand them. That's what the gift of tongues uh, was. I'm not going to say is because it's not applicable today, but that's what it was. It was the ability to be able to speak something that you couldn't actually speak or understand something that you couldn't actually understand without actually learning it. And so all of this is going on. There was a reason for it. We'll, we'll talk about tongues a different time. But anyway, in verse 14, uh, in verse 13, it says, Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. Y'all are drunk, because this isn't something that normally happens. 
Uh, and then in verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, You men of Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken unto my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, uh, seeing as it's about the third hour of the day. It's nine in the morning. They're not drunk. Uh, and so he, he basically says, hey, there's something happening here. There's something going on that's bigger than us. And if you don't look around with what's happening at HBF and see that people who people have been praying about and for for years are suddenly getting saved, right? Uh, the, the, the gal, one of the gals that's getting uh, baptized this morning, uh, I know that her mother-in-law prayed for her just daily. And it was just like, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. You know, you ever feel like you pray for your family and it's like they're never going to get it. Uh, this gal uh, got saved. She's on fire. She's getting baptized. And, I mean, there's people in Paige and I's life that we've been praying for a lot. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, I, that's only the Holy Ghost that can, can allow that to happen. If you look around and, and can't say God's doing something, then you're totally missing out on what's happening. If you just think that you're coming to church on Sunday morning, you're missing the boat. Right, completely, because God is really doing something. And so, anyway, uh, I don't have time to read through the chapter. Basically, Peter gets up and he, there's a, there's a large crowd, right? We'll find out at the end of the chapter there's several thousand people that he's basically saying, hey, you need to understand why this is happening. Jesus is doing something in the lives of these people. He goes down through basically what happened uh, with Jesus coming, living, dying. He ties that back into some Old Testament teaching of, you know, David said it was going to happen, all these things. And then in verse 37, this is where I really want to get to, and this is where I want to spend most of our time today. It says, now when they had heard this, heard what? Well, go back and read basically verses 14 to 36 on your own time. But Peter laid out the gospel for them in the best way that he knew how. He just basically said, hey, this is what is happening. Um, Now when they had heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? They heard something that was so impactful that they were like, it's causing me, it's provoking me to an action. Right? It's, it's bringing me to a point of decision. What do we need to do with this information you just gave me? Because that's life changing. Right? And so, before I go any farther, this whole everyone bring thing, Passpoint isn't about numbers to me. It never has been. Uh, I, I just don't, not that I don't care. I, I love you guys, but I don't care that the Passpoint class is huge. I actually like it that, uh, the Passpoint class last year didn't really grow, but yet there's probably eight or ten new faces. And you know what that means? It means that either people left because they were mad or, and that wasn't completely the case, uh, but people left because the ministry called them. You know, I think of people like uh, Nick and Kendra who were here every single week, and now what are they doing? They're out teaching the youth every single week. And I think of people like Luke and Brenda who still affiliate with the Passpoint class because, you know, they're here for fellowship and stuff like that. But, you know, he's he's the youth, quote-unquote, pastor. And, you know, all these there's people that are, God's doing things. They're, he's growing people up through this class uh, and, and doing things. And so I don't care about numbers. So if you think that that's what today is about, that isn't it at all. Um, but when I say everyone bring, when I asked you, why is it that you come to the Passpoint class, right? Why is it that you're here week in and week out? You know, and for whatever reason, something's drawing you, right? Something, the fellowship, what, whatever it is. Here's what I want you to, to do, just for 15 seconds, because it probably won't even take this long. Think of one person that you know. 
even inside the walls of HBF, because I can think of probably 30 off the top of my head that need what's going on in Passpoint in their life. They come to church a couple times a a month, right? They might make it 50% of the time, but they're completely unaffiliated with any kind of an adult Bible fellowship, right, and the things that go into it. Take it one step further. Think of just somebody that you know in your life that's like, man, they just need what's going on here. The teaching's not that great, but like the fellowship is and the way it's tying into my life and God is really working through what's going on and I'm growing. And There has to be somebody that comes to mind, just off the top of your head. You have to have somebody that comes to your mind. I can think of a lot. Even inside the walls of HBF that... What we, they're, they're what we would call unattached. They come to church every now and then, um, because they know that in their heart of hearts, I need what the church offers. But they're so distant and they don't, getting, getting connected, uh, may scare them. It may intimidate them. It may, you fill in the blank. We were all there at one point. Uh, we were all there where we, came to church, but we weren't really attached. And at some point, you had to make that step to say, you know what, I will buy into what God is doing. And so my challenge for you this year is to think of one person, whoever that is. If you're a married couple, maybe think of a couple. And here's what I want your, and I'll I'll explain to you why, because this isn't just me wanting this. This is something right out of the, the, the Word of God. Here's what I want you to do this year. Now, we as a class will corporately do a lot of things uh, as far as getting the gospel where it needs to go this year. But who is it in your life that's just like, I know they need involved? I'm not even asking you to go win somebody to Christ, which, yeah, we'll have plenty of opportunities to do that. Maybe that is who God put in your life. There's got to be somebody that's unattached, that you're like, man, they would just benefit if they would buy in. Like I can see the growth of people that do buy in. And if they would just, if they would just come and hear, I want you to commit to yourself, not for me, but because this is God's vision, commit that this year you will do everything you can to get them connected, right? That you will buy in and say, hey, you really need to come to the Passpoint class. You need to go to the real life class. You need to go to, to where you, you need to get connected. And not just, yeah, okay, that was it, I said it, but I'm like, you're going to follow up weekly. Hey, we missed you this week. We really uh, desire for you to be a part of what's going on. God's really doing something. Like, whatever it is, find, find somebody and either win them, not to Christ, because I'm guessing whoever you're thinking of is probably already saved, but win them to, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, Win them to connection or make it to where they're just like, these people are absolutely crazy. One or the other, right? Because I told you from the get-go, I'm probably going to run some people off this year because God is leading us somewhere. And if you're somebody who is just like fringe connected, you're going to decide that this probably isn't the place for you because we're going to do some things a little bit differently this year. And we'll talk about that, you know, moving forward. But for the most part, like, who is it that God's like, hey, they really need to get involved. And like the only way that it's going to happen is by me not only just asking them, but showing them. You can call it bugging them, whatever it is. Texting them, hey, this is what I read this morning. You know, hey, this is what we, you know, we're looking at this week. Hey, whatever it is, 
Show them why you're connected. Not just, hey, you should come to class. Not just, hey, you should come to church. But this is why. Because God is doing this in my life. He's growing my marriage. He's growing my child training. He's growing my whatever. And if you don't get involved, you're completely missing out. You know, not, not, not just inviting somebody, but telling them what they're missing if they don't come. Are you, are you kind of picking up what I'm saying? Because again, I don't care how big the fast point class is, but God is going to do something and it's going to be hard for him to get something done through this class if nobody comes, right? If nobody's involved. And, you know, we'll look into how we're going to do it and all of that, but the how isn't going to happen if somebody's not here. So whoever it is in your life that you're like, hey, this is my person this year. Hey, and if you're somebody that's like super overzealous and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do two people. Praise the Lord. Right? Win your whole family to Christ. You know, back in, in, in the days of the book of Acts, people's whole families were getting saved and connected. Right? Well, that's what we're going to look at today. And you might say, well, that's not going to work. Well, maybe it won't. But here, I'll tell you why I think it will work. And here's why. Because it's right here. It's right here out of the Word of God. Right? You might say, I'm not eloquent enough to do that. To, to, to share the gospel with them too. All I'm asking you to do is to get them in the door, right? I'm not asking you to win them. I'm not asking you to, uh, you know, show them all of the things from the Word of God that you might not completely have a hold on. I'm just saying get them in the door. Because if you'll get them in the door, back up to verse 28. Peter's preaching, right? And he's getting it done. Now, if you remember Peter, he was just a dumb fisherman, and I don't know that he was dumb, but he was a fisherman and he didn't know a lot, but God used him. And it says, thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make uh, me full of the joy uh, with thy countenance. You might not be able to eloquently say what needs to be said, but if you'll get him in the door, I feel like God will use not just me, but the class as a whole to get them connected, right? To show them why they should be here. To show them what the benefits are. Why you come every week. All of that. So if you'll just get them here, you don't have to do the work. Just just invite them. Find one person and bring them. By the end of the year, bring them. And I'm not, I, I, I would encourage you to do it sooner than that. But find one person, find one couple, find somebody. Yeah, win them to Christ if that's what needs to happen. But if they're just disconnected, there's a lot of people I could I could name a whole lot of them right off the top of my right off the top of my tongue that are disconnected, and if if they don't either buy in, then they're going to buy out, right? They're going to completely fall off, and that's what's going to happen. And I hate to be like this, but it's not just the preaching on Sunday morning that's going to keep them connected. It's the fellowship, and it's the actual hands and feet of what God is doing through not just the Passpoint class but the ministry of HBF that's going to keep them connected. Right? That's just how it works. Okay, so back to, to verse 37, because here's what happens. If you'll just get them here to where they hear the word, here's what will happen. Now, when they had heard this, verse 37, they were pricked in their heart. If you'll just get them in the door and the word of God gets in their brain, they will be pricked in their heart. It just happens. It will happen. And whoever it is that you're thinking, can you only imagine if they came to you and they were like, what do I need to do? I'm, I'm broken, I'm humble, what do I need to do? And you might say, that'll never happen. There was a couple that Paige and I prayed for 
for a lot of years. And I honestly thought in the back of my heart, my, my back of my mind, these people are probably not going to get saved. They're just not that, those kind of people. And you know what happened this year? They got saved, they're connected, they're on fire, and I'm just like completely blown away by what God can do. And those are just like kisses from God. But I'm telling you, whoever it is, there's nothing too hard for God. If you'll get them here, this is what's going to happen. What shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, For the promise is unto you and to your children... And to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Whoever it is that's in your mind, we have to be serious about getting them connected because if they're not going to save themselves, we have to reach out and just be like, you got to, you got to stop living so worldly. You've got to find some way to understand what God is doing. Verse 41, then they gladly received his word and were baptized. And the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. I don't think 3,000 people are going to get saved, right? But they could, right? Do you understand how the book of Acts works? It started with a small group of people. And they all went out and just won somebody. You know, that's addition. If you all go out and find one person, one plus one equals, well, the last time I checked it was two. But then when you have... Those people going out and winning people, now all of a sudden it is multiplication. I don't care how big the church gets. I want the kingdom of God to be glorified by what we're doing. And if you'll just do what God is calling you to do in your own life, and if you will buy in and just say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring one person, then it won't just be addition, but it'll be multiplication. And go back to what we talked about last week, and when you're standing at the judgment seat of Christ, and when you're you know, hashing things out at the judgment seat of Christ and the things that were actually worth something and the things that are actually going to burn, I promise the investment that you made in someone else's life, honestly, whether they came or not, those things are gold, silver, and precious stones. Those things aren't going to burn up. Those hours that you spent praying for them, right? Those, everything that you did, those are things that are actually going to matter at the judgment seat. It's not going to matter. I'm not even going to start listing things. Some of the things that we are all involved in, those things are going to burn. Now, I'm not saying that everything you do is is going to burn. But what I am saying is we all can probably look at our lives and find a whole lot of things that are just fluff, right? That are just... And we justify them, right? We justify, oh, it's not that big of a deal, right? We we say, oh, it's too cold. We're not going to go to church today, right? But yeah, we can have 80,000 people at a football game last night when it was even colder. And, and it is what it is. I get it. I wouldn't have been mad at anybody for not coming today, right? It's cold outside. It's dangerously cold, but you made it a priority. Those are the things that aren't going to burn up. And so what I'm saying is if you'll just buy in and be what God has called you to be, and you'll bring someone, not just so that you can be the one who has all the answers, but man, if you bring them in, I guarantee there's somebody in here that does. And it might not always be me, but what they need might not be what I have to offer, but it might be what somebody else has. What a lot of times somebody needs is just fellowship. They need to know that somebody other than, you know, the people that are in their immediate sphere of influence cares, right? And that, oh, you are going to pray for me, and oh, this happened in my life, and you're going to go out of your way to call me. You're going to go out of your way to come by and help me out. You're going to go out of your way to bring me something to eat, or why would you do that? Oh, let me show you why, you know? And the next thing you know, 
people are getting saved and people are getting baptized and you're like, wow, I didn't. But yeah, God can do that if you'll just simply be a part of what he's doing. It says 3,000 people got saved. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayers and came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And they that believed were together and had all things common. That's what we do here. We come together, not because, you know, the teaching is that great, but because we all have a common belief in what God is going to do. That's why we're here every Sunday morning. You know, and they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they counted, uh, they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. That's what we do. We, we get together. We minister to one another. You know, we, we have Bible studies together, all these things from house to house. Did eat meat with gladness and singleness of hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as such should be saved. If you'll just buy into what God is doing, right? You might say, well, that's not really my vision. Okay, it wasn't my vision either. I had other things that I kind of thought we might should do in Pass Point this year, but God was completely different. And he said, no, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. And you might think, there's no way that that'll happen in this person's life. There's no way that that'll, that this person will change. There's no way that this person will grow. And I can I can go around the room and name a whole lot of people by name that are in here, or maybe aren't in here, that have grown more than I thought they were going to grow. They just I'll just be honest with you. The first From my first meeting with you, whoever you are, thinking, okay, I'm, I'm glad you're safe, but man, if God would just get a hold of your heart, but that's never going to happen. And now I look around and like, they're not even in here anymore because they're so bought into the ministry that they're on. You don't know what God can do. But if you're not willing to buy into God's vision, well, then I guess it's probably not going to happen. But if you'll just say, you know what, I guess Jason, he's he's on fire this year. And so if I'll just do my part, we'll see what happens. Here's what I'll tell you. If y'all will just do your part this year, it has nothing to do with me, but God's going to do something big. Because the last verse is where you really need to focus. It says, praising God and having favor with all the people. It doesn't say then that I added to the church or that you added to the church. It says in the Lord will add to the church daily as such should be saved. If you'll just do your part, God will do the rest. If you'll just be like, hey, you should come to class. Well, it's really hard to get up on Sunday mornings. And really, is it? Is it really that hard? You get up and go to work every other day and you manage to be on time. Like, is it really that hard? You know, sometimes what people need is a little bit of, I guess, call it tough love. I'm tired of hearing excuses from people. Like, they're just half bought in. And it's just like, either, either get in or get out. And I don't, I'm not saying like you need to run people out of here. What I'm saying is like, sometimes what people need is just a little bit of a prod, like a little bit of accountability in their life. A little bit of like, why can't you get up? Why can't you come to class? Like, I, I get more out of that than I do, you know, you fill in the blank. Why wouldn't you? Well, maybe they just need to know that, hey, it's not just another quote unquote Bible study, but like there's something real happening that God is actually working in people, that he's actually growing people. And when you actually show them this is why I do what I do and not just tell them this is what I do, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, maybe I could at least try it out. You know, maybe I could at least... So whoever it is that you got in your mind, and if you have somebody in your mind, you should write their name down because it'll be too easy for you in a week to be like, well, was God really calling me for that? Was God really pressing that person on my heart? If you've got somebody that God's like, hey, that's my... That those are the people that... Write it down in your own mind. 
right? In your own notebook. Write it down. That way you can go back and be like, no, God, God really did say this person's name in my mind, in my heart. That's who I'm after this year. That's who I want to see get connected. Because who knows? They might be the next person that's in HBI. They might be the next person that's planting the next church. Or, you know what? They might be the next person that's just day in and day out doing what God called them to do. Not everybody's called to be a missionary and a pastor, right? Too often, I think, we get this, this feeling that it's like, well, if, if, I, if I buy in, then I've got to go to the mission field. Or if I buy in, I've got to be a full-time pastor. That's not the case. A lot of people who buy in, you know what they are? They're just simply what God called them to be. And the church needs a whole lot more of that, right? They need a whole lot more of that before we worry about who's going to the mission field next. You know, if, if whoever that is, I promise they'll know. But that's not everybody, right? Just do what God called you to do. And, and you'll be amazed at what will happen. People will start getting saved and you'll be like, I didn't really think that could happen. I didn't really think that that person, right? I, I didn't really, I'm not going to start name dropping people, but like, I didn't really think that that person was going to actually grow. I didn't really think that they were going to take it seriously. I didn't really think that, you know, God was going to get a hold of their heart. Well, guess what? Like, you can and, they, and, he, and he will, right? He just will. It goes on. I don't have time to read it, but basically it says that, you know, the church, 3,000 people get saved, all this is happening. And then in verse, in, in chapter 3, uh, you know, what happens? The people start going out and, and just doing what they were called to do. And it's like, okay, well, I guess if this is what's, if God's going to do something, I need to be a part of it. So they go out and they're, you know, doing the work of God, meeting people where they're at on the street, like all these things. They're just, they're just talking to people. And then what happens? And in chapter four, all, all chapter three is just basically, okay, well, I guess if this is what they're, we're called to do, we're going to do it. And then in chapter four, what happens? In the very beginning, I'm going to read it real quickly. And they spake unto the people, uh, and the priest and captain of the temple and the Sadducees came unto them being grieved that they had taught the people. Well, there's going to be a lot of people that are like, why are you actually doing what God called you to do? I liked you much better when you were just half in and half out. <laughs> right? Well, it says like they're being grieved that they taught the people and preached throughout, uh, preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead and they laid hands on them and put them in uh, hold until the next day for it was now eventide. How be it? Many of them which heard the word believed. Can you believe it? That's what happened. They went and they did what God told them to do and a lot of people didn't believe. But you know what? A lot of them did believe and it says the number of the men was about 5,000. Now 5,000 people get saved because everybody was just like, well, I guess this, if this is what God's calling me to do, I'll, I'll do it. Right? And now it's like getting bigger. And it's going to keep getting bigger because every time that you go out and you try to win somebody, a lot of people are going to be like, nah, I'm out. But you know what? There are going to be some that are. And if we all continue to do that, and then the people who got saved or got connected, they all continue to do it, the number will keep getting bigger. It went from 3,000 to 5,000. And then those people are going to be like, well, I guess we'll go and we'll buy in and we'll be a part of it. And they're going to go out. And you know what's going to happen? A lot of people are going to be like, y'all are crazy. But then a lot of people are going to be like, you know what? I think I can buy into that. And the number is going to be bigger and it's going to be bigger. And I don't care about how big the class is, but man, I do care about people being serious about what God is doing. And if you're going to walk through the doors of the church, then you might as well be connected. Because if not, what are you doing with your life? Right? What are you doing with your life? I'll finish with this. Flip back to the book of Ecclesiastes. There's a lot of other things I want to say. How I think we are going to do it. The, the ins and the outs and all that, but we'll talk about that later.
we started this whole thing with like we all the book of Ecclesiastes, the beginning of the book of Ecclesiastes is just like really doesn't matter what we do, you know, we eat, we drink, we just go about life. There's really nothing that I can do because, well, I mean, at the beginning. Verse four, Ecclesiastes chapter one and verse four says, "One generation passes away, another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever." You know, verse three says, "What profit hath a man of his labor which he taketh under the sun?" It's just like, is there any profit in what I do? This, that, and the other. That's where we started. But if you get to the very end of the book of Ecclesiastes, it's like he finally figured it out. He finally bought in, and he finally was like, "You know what? There is purpose in what's happening here." Because at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, in verse thirteen, he says, "Let us hear the conclusion." Of the whole matter. I, I've actually bought into what's happening. And if this is what God's calling me to do, I'm going to do it. There might actually be some purpose in life. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. You don't have to go and do and be the one, right? You don't have to like save anybody. You don't have to have the words. You just have to fear God and keep His commandments. Like, do you actually believe that God is doing something? And if you do, are you willing to just buy in a little bit? Because if you're willing to just buy in a little bit, it says, fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For, you know, you fill in your name here, shall bring every work into judgment. No, you don't do that. It says, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. He finally figured it out. He was like, you know what? Maybe I don't have the ability to save anybody or make anybody's life have purpose. But you know what I do know? That God, that God does. That God can. And so if I will just get people connected to that, then my work is done. It's no longer, well, it doesn't really matter what I do and you know, I really don't have any profit with what I do. No, you actually have a lot of profit if you bring people to a point of decision with the Word of God. And if you do that, then it's on them at that point. You no longer will stand at the judgment seat of Christ and hear, well, what about this person that you knew your entire life and you never really just asked them to get involved? You never really prodded them a little bit. You don't have to answer for that anymore because you brought them to the point. Fear God and keep His commandments. At that point, they have to answer for it. Right? Does it make sense? Because there's too many people that you know in your life that you will answer for with the judgment seat of Christ because you didn't do anything with them. God put them on your heart. You knew that they needed connected. You knew that they needed reached out to. You knew that you should have done something. But you were too busy fill in the blank. Think of one person. Right? Everyone needs to be what God's called them to be this year. And everybody needs to find one person and bring them. Right? And even if you bring them and they're like, no, that's not for me. Again, that's on them. What did Jesus say? Shake the dust off of your feet. Move on to the next one. God's going to do something if you'll just be involved. And I feel like I could have done a lot better justice to what God is calling us to do. But man, be what God has called you to be and find one person and bring them and find a way to get them connected. Because if they do, you will be amazed at what's going to happen. Not just in the past point class, but at HBF as a whole. Things are getting ready to really go in a good way and we need to be, we need to be ready for it. Right? Not just in past point, but age. We've got to be ready for it. Right? So find out who it is that God's calling you. And man, find a way to reach out to Him. You have to, right?
Father, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your vision. Uh, Lord, I do. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things that needed to be said and didn't get said, but I, I feel like that was just the Holy Ghost. And um, Lord, I pray that the things that needed to be said got said. And so, uh, Lord, there's a lot of people on my heart right now that uh, I know need to be connected. And I I have a feeling that they're the same names that are in some of the people's minds here. So I pray that as we go out of here, uh, it starts right now. Um, this is a new year, but the, the number of the year doesn't matter. What really matters is the time is short and people need to get serious about what you're doing while there's still time. And yes, there's a lot of benefits to being a part of an ABF and, you know, the, 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 the benefits that come with it. But Lord, the benefit that comes with it is knowing you, uh, and really being involved in what you're doing. And so I pray that we would get excited about this, that this year, um, that you would continue to give us vision and that you would get the honor and the glory from our lives. Uh, even if it's just us doing what we need to know we need, we need to do. So, uh, Lord, send us out. Uh, as lights in a dark world, that you get the glory um, from the things that we say, that we do, that we invite, that we are a part of. I uh, pray for the baptisms this morning. That's exciting uh, with new life, and it's just a picture of what we were talking about all day today. Um, people that we thought couldn't get saved or wouldn't get saved, and now here they are in the baptism tank wanting to tell everybody that, hey, I got saved and you need to know about it. And so uh, it's just a good testimony of what we're talking about. I pray you just use us in Christ's name. Amen. You look really cold. <laughs>